Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the fifth anniversary. This is Austin Theory, and you're listening to WrestleCast Radio all day. Hey, hello to all my friends of WrestleCast Radio. This is Flip Gordon, and I'm very excited to introduce you to one of my favorite wrestling radio shows. Hey, what's up, guys, from WrestleCast Radio. This is Humberto Carrillo, WWE Superstar. You are listening to WrestleCast Radio. El Latino. It's in la casa, baby. Welcome to WrestleCast Radio. Hello there. This is the aerial assassin, Will Ospreay, coming from you live from the Tokyo Dome in Japan. And you are listening to WrestleCast Radio. What's going on? This is the man of the hour, Leo Rush, the 24-year-old piece of gold himself. And you are officially listening to WrestleCast Radio. Yeah, wow. it was 20 bucks for the disc and 20 for shipping. 
But for $40, I now have eight to Steve, and therefore we had a new GD intro, intro wow. for the show tonight. Wrestling I was just really confused. It was like RTJ. I was like, I didn't know Ryan, Ryan got down with that. But I was just um, like, did, did I log into the wrong show? <laughs> so in, in putting together the Apex Wrestling uh, uh, roster with Kyle, I uh, – I said, man, we need to get a team that hasn't been on the map for a little bit because of everything going on. That's the off the open. They're so damn good. And then yep. that song, obviously, being their theme song, I was like, man, yeah. <laughs> we need to give some off the open some love in here. And I knew you were going to be part for that. So. Oh, totally, totally. <laughs> oh, man. Is that Mark, oh. but yeah, that, that Ada theme, uh, we'll, we'll find out later, or maybe I'll find out on uh DG uh, Universe, whatever. There's so many streaming sites now, but uh, the Dragon Gate uh, events before it disappears for for God knows when uh, to see if Ata <laughs> captured that gold. But uh, I don't know. Maybe spoiler me. I mean, by the rating you gave me, I will say it doesn't seem too promising for, no. for the uh, the best elements of Red. I'll say this: Demetrius loved it, and when I woke up after, now I didn't even see the finish. I just woke up to who won. And Do I was the oh infamous God, cook uh, not off. <laughs> yep, yep. The nods um, off. To, to give you something awesome before it, the uh, Kaito Ishida, Big R Shimizu, D- Diamante for red, Yamato, Yosuke Santa Maria, and Kaisuke Okuda for Dragon Gate, and Dragon Kid, Shuji Kondo, and Genki Horiguchi for Toromon. I went three yep. and a half on that. And then the BB uh, Hulk and Kazuma defended against Jason Lee and Kota Minora, who I've been loving Kota Minora. Um, ever since the Mochizuki Dojo days, and I went for our three and three quarters on that one, so nice, really good. Nice. And Demetrius, cool shout out uh, to Dave Ritter. <laughs> <laughs> I get it now. I was like, "What did he tell all of Doy and eight hey, is baseball going to cancel its season? By the way, what's that? Is baseball going to cancel its season? No, I think Manfred's just pretending to be like, "Oh, Dad's yelling at us." Do you think they should? No, I, I think when there's two players, there's, there was 29 positive tests and only two players that aren't on like the market tested. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you figure there's 60 people on a team because of the taxi squad and then staff. So there's probably 2,500 tests if you look at every team. Yeah. And if you don't count the Marlins, only two player, people have tested positive. But the Marlins have 21 positive cases. Because they decided Party of the Lou Williams, man. Magic City. <laughs> it's, you know, by the way, the NBA and NHL haven't had a positive test since the 20th True. of July. Yeah. I figured out. I, you know, and, and not to get too crazy with it, but I think if the NFL was smart, they should do a three-week rotating hub plan where you take, like, Chargers, Raiders, Niners, and Seahawks. Send them and to Vegas. I'll do a round robin. And then have, like the Jets, Giants, Bills, and Patriots all play each other once and do it all mm-hmm. in a hub where you play for three weeks, you play those three teams like a round robin, and then you yep. travel to the next closest area and do it again. <laughs> like miniature bubbles. Yeah. That, look, if they want to do it and make it work, that's that's a great way to do it. Oh, you know, man. so I don't I don't see balls. Would they go I mean, would they go opposite division or conference? I mean, you could, like, why not do... Not division, you know, obviously, at that conference, but, yeah. So, but like, I you mean, would go easily. East Coast with them, play, like, Pittsburgh, Baltimore, et cetera. Yeah, you could... So, like, Vikings, Bears, Packers, and Lions would all play each other twice, 
And then yep. you go play like the other AFC North, Pittsburgh, Baltimore, Cincinnati, Cleveland, and you all play them once. So now that's 10 games. And Still then theoretically, the you, could, <laughs> you know, and then you could go do it with like Colts, Titans, you know, whatever. Yeah. Texans, I can't even think of the other team in that division for whatever reason, but, <laughs> you know, just keep it. Like, Jiskra somewhere is sad. That's yeah, he's sure. pissed off. Like, come on, man. Strong Sportscast Radio. And uh, No, you forgot the Titans in that uh, lineup. I remember Titans, Texans, oh, Colts. Oh, Jaguars, I forgot. Jaguars, yep, yeah. Shout out but Tony like, Khan. <coughs> That's the, uh, the correlation here, three. guys. That's where we're and getting then, to, Jacksonville. Hub for three weeks and then take a yep. bye week for everybody to go home to their families, make sure everything's mm-hmm. good, you test out, go back and do another three weeks of hub and just break it out that way. Like I don't see Do you quarantine before you send them back to their families though? Would that be a good well, idea? Theoretically those three weeks should be quarantined. <laughs> true, true. You know? And you're close enough, like if you're doing Minnesota, Detroit, Chicago, Green Bay, you don't even have to get on a damn airport or an airplane mm-hmm. and you can just bust. You know, it, it's so I just think logically. But then again, baseball's proving it, it can be done. It's just the Marlins are a bunch of dolts. Like, oh, for sure. I mean, I mean does know. it make Jeter or Mattingly look bad? Um, or who looks worse in that scenario? Obviously, Mattingly <laughs> had no idea. But Jeter, my God. <laughs> what is happening post-Yankees? Good man. Whoa, that that's tight. Shout out to uh, Yasu underscore T O nine two two, and I can't uh, understand the rest of it, but appreciate the uh, the. He's got a dope ass. He's in a movie or something. This guy, Whoa. some guy that liked this, uh, liked our, your Twitter post. It, it's like a movie cover, and he has an arrow pointing to him. It says me. <laughs> well, tight dude. But the cool uh, gimmick. Yeah, I love that shit. Love that match. GCW Game Changer Wrestling returning homecoming two nights. Where where do we begin, Ryan? A wrestling hodgepodge. I mean, first and foremost, with our show a little over a week ago, um, consistency. Um, We we kind of got cut off. Not kind of got cut off before we're talking. Yep. I don't want to cut you off. Like I got cut off and left you hanging and you did a fantastic job, by the way. I, I love how you said this was so much easier than the first time around with it. It's like, hell yeah, Alex is a yeah. machine now. <laughs> but um, do you remember how easy it was when we had basic jobs and we're just like, Hey, let's just do every Monday at six. Yeah. That was great. <laughs> like this, I was like, that was wonderful. Yeah, I was like, wait a minute. We got to, I want to throw this out there of the good old days. No, it's like, yeah, we'll do it Tuesday. And then a week from like that Tuesday. <laughs> hey, uh, let's do it Wednesday night. Okay, well, we'll talk again on Friday because we both yeah. forgot about Wednesday or we're still working. And then it's and like, like, wait, oh, no. There's <laughs> Pro Wrestling Summit on Friday night. Nope, can't do that. Saturday, yeah. Oh, I'm going to fall asleep because work was hell. And then all of a sudden, work was hell again. I said, we got to do a show. Damn yeah. it. And Tuesday, I'm with you. Tuesday, we're doing our mid-year plus a month awards. Yeah. Every year, it's different. We either have like three quarters of a year awards or a, a mid-year or a mid-year plus a month, or we're doing our mid-year, but we're not going to release it until StarCast for some reason because we think it's tight. Like, <laughs> it's just 
every year changing. Maybe wait. Oh <laughs> hey, my god, you know that's true. It's all fun. My only regret, and then uh, you know, we'll get into however you want to do it. My only regret is, uh, as you mentioned, we saw that big spike in ratings when uh, New Japan finally came back. We got to give a New Japan show, and bam, yeah, it was like a hundred, a thousand percent increase in listeners back to what we used to have. <laughs> and then it's just like shit. This booking sucks. There goes people that were listening for New Japan probably for the next month. All Japan fans, get with it. You said All Japan. Did you end up watching that main event? Did I? Yes, yes, I did. Um, Let's go to that because if we're going to give anything time, I want to talk about that, and I want to. I want your. I want your thoughts on the match before I say anything, Um, but. Oh, excuse me. God, I finally got home. I started chugging a, a cherry Coke and a modest beer, and the combination is just destroying my acid reflux. Uh, um, <laughs> oh, no. I, I went four and three quarters on this match. I believe I put it on my in my top ten, but I got to double check. But the the opinion somebody said that I think is a the best way I've ever heard a match between these two. And by the way, for anyone who hasn't seen it, you know, think of two old guys who are just pushing no. – Maybe not no, as fast as they were. Yep. Oh, they did. What, what I entitled <laughs> this match was Suwama versus Ishikawa, a.k.a. two men fighting. Because this <laughs> is what it was. Like, this didn't, you know, you, you, you get like Okada Bushi. You get like, you know, Evil versus anyone pre-Bullet Club. You know, you get Kenny Omega versus, you know, such and such, a, a 11-year-old girl. But like, the thing with that like you watch matches and it makes you excited but like this match was just respectful you know, in a way Ooh. like it was just like you're watching two just samurai you know I use that pun with Japan but these oh. are like vets but then you oh. have the reality of two best friends teammates champions dare I say uh, because they are the tag champions so to see all that it was just all respect. It wasn't like a spot, spot fest, spot fest. It was Lariato, uh, Ishikawa driver, Ishikawa driver. Oh my God, my heart just jumped out of my chest because I thought, you know, there was multiple falsies. But guess what? They worked. It wasn't your overdone, quote unquote, spot fest that we're accustomed to seeing over the last five years, I would say. With this match, it was just like, oh, my God, are they going to do it? Are they going to have the switch? Are they going to have his partner get this? And and before I throw it back to you, Ryan, 100%, I mean, both to these gentlemen, they're, they're, um, they're not, uh, whatchamacallit, their chemistry, obviously, from, from teaming for many years, but it was just kind of watching – Suwama sell and just his faces of thinking, Oh my God, how am I going to get out of this? How did I just kick out of that release power bomb? You know, that, that again, that spot that made me, you know, just say, Holy shit. I think I'm going to be champion. (laughs) And then a Kamagoi just, you know, inserted into the match into, you know, like, Oh, that's a nothing move. It was kind of like a shot, but obviously it wasn't, but he's like, Oh, Kamagoi. I'm just going to go with something else now. And get halted by a drop kick. That's my only fault in this match. But like again, going in, 
you kind of knew the results, but I'm happy the match played out the way it did, minus my one little eh towards the end, um, which, again, is very minor when you think about the realities of, uh, you know, their history, um, you know, the violent giants. And I, yeah, I, this was a, a fantastic match, a year of veteran wrestlers with 20 plus years in the business, especially out in Japan uh, that are delivering just knockout performances and saying to the younger talent, like, look, study, we're still doing this. We're trying to pass the torch to you, but if we're still, you know, burning the house down, we're, we're getting everyone doing the, the golf clap after, you know, Suwama double chops, uh, Ishikawa in the chest and everyone's like ooh like I'm like that's just baller respect there and, and that's what these two guys did and I just talked myself into a shoot and yeah I might agree with Demtris it might go four, four and three quarters if not close to damn five for sure Yeah, I was doing some stuff in the beginning but damn this was this was damn good yeah and, and I love, I love the, the whole thing too I mean you know, Suwama's going to be 44. Ishikawa's going to be 45. And you look at these these careers. I mean, um, Suwama was like a, a very decorated amateur wrestler. So, I think, you know, 2004, he started in all Japan. Hiroshi Hase recruited him. So, you know, he's 16 years pro here. Uh, yeah. Ishikawa got invited to a tryout by a Takagi in 2002 because he got trained by, and he was actually trained by DDT, which is why Ishikawa always had that tie to damnation. I didn't, I didn't realize it until I pulled that up just to double check on their age because I thought I overdid it. Um, Shuji Ishikawa won his first title in 2011, uh, teaming with Daisuke Sasaki to defeat Kanosuke Takashita and Tetsuya Endo in March of 2011. Oh. I bet that match rocks. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, holy shit. I didn't know that was a thing. You know, but these guys have been working for, you know, like you said, almost 20 plus years here. They they have been going and their bodies are beat up. I mean, Ishikawa is the death match marks from Ishikawa. Yeah. Just all I over mean, his back right death away. Match. 2009, he started in Big Japan. Yeah. You know, so wow. he, he was, he's been doing this for a long time long time and Suwama's had you know I think he tore both of his ACLs like these are men that are have had a hell of a run and are not are not people that are put together by you know they're like Frankensteinly put together at this point in their careers Mm -hmm. and the best example I heard was it looked like two walruses fighting over like a dead seal like they were just out of each other like they were way faster than well, I, I, I Ishikawa like, was like, I'm winning this damn championship. I don't care. Like <laughs> that's you think got that's a haircut. The, the <laughs> I noticed that shit. I see you. <laughs> you know the whole. These are two big animals that are going to fight to the death over this piece of meat. That title. Like, they will not stop fighting each other until one cannot continue. And that's what this was. It was just, I'm going to hit you, and you're going to try to hit me, and I'm going to try to hit you harder than you hit me. And it just kept, <laughs> I mean, it was great. It, I didn't lose any interest in it. And no. 
I, I've seen, like I, like I texted you, I've seen scores around the board, you know, on, on, you know, mid threes to high four and a half, four and three quarters. I, you know, I saw a five thrown in there here and there. And I get it. You know, some people are not going to have this be their cup of tea because they're, they're going to want so much more. But if you're somebody who loves substance story, dramatics, mm-hmm. and, and, that, and, and, and stiff, just stiff-ass hoss battles, this match is up your freaking alley. This 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 exceeded what I thought it was going to be, Alex. I didn't think it was. I was thinking like four, four and a quarter was their ceiling. I didn't mm-hmm. think I would have to debate if this was a five or not. And I totally appreciate what they did. And then after it's over, my favorite part. Did you see the promo after? Oh no! Challenged by Kento yep. Miyahara and Jiro Kuroshio for the tag titles. To which Wearing the, should... the most Jiro uh, type of jacket, by the way. I can't wait <laughs> yep. till Kento wears. Do you think Kento gets one for their match? So, well, that's the best part is Ishikawa said, all right, yeah, we just killed each other, but we always want to fight. We'll give you guys a title shot, but if we win, Kento's got to wear a jacket like yours every time he comes to the ring. And Kento was like, that's whoa. Awesome. And he, 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 <laughs> I, he's like, hell yeah, let's go. And Miyahara's like, hey, man. Don't don't make me not wear my robe. <laughs> so we we make it Miyahara having to wear a, a Ikeman jacket. Like he may have oh. strawberries and blue on his way to the ring. And I if you get time to watch any the rest of the show, um the the two matches before it, it was the full oh. next stream team. It was Kento Miyahara, Jiro Crocio, Francisco Akira, and Rising yeah. Hayato. They took on all four members of Infants Terrible. Hakuto Amori is the, like, you could tell he's not used to being a heel because, you know, he's their young boy they recruited in. But mm-hmm. he he just is giving the finger to Miyahara, and he is just being a complete prick, albeit he's a little confused, <laughs> but I'm falling in love with it. But that was the longest, like, Kento Miyahara, who has the entrance of his entire song, is in the ring while Eichmann's doing his, and he's, like, tapping on his wrist. Like, we got to go here. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and, I love how it's building, and it's planting seeds oh, for an eventual showdown. Because you know, oh, is he going to lose wait. the match on purpose? And then that's, again, another seed planted? Like, not maybe oh. not on purpose, per se, but he gets pinned, and then Kento's like, hey, was this done, you know, did you lose in just? Because you got your ass kicked, or did you want me to be a fool like you? Even though Kento has got a little, you know, uh, Ikemen in him, as we all do. Oh, that's fantastic! And I mean, the carnival's right around the corner. I don't remember the date I texted you, but Mm -hmm. um, I think it's like coming up here. Somebody made a a mock projection, basically of getting rid of people that can't be in it and adding people that could be. And the way it looks like, and and this kind of goes off of us talking about the G1 and the carnival last week, kind of doing that fantasy booking block B Mm -hmm. would be Hideyoshi Kamatani, Gianni Valletta, Ryoji Sai, Shitaro Ashino, Jiro Kuroshio, Ayato Yoshida, new two AW champion, Jake Lee and Suwama with block A being Kai, Shigehiro Irie. Takashi Sugera, oh God, Sugera, I can't wait to see him from Noah in there. Yuma Aoyagi, Zeus, Yoshitatsu, Shuji Shikawa, and Kento Miyahara. Hmm. 
there, that's legit, or is that like a uh, a pondering you said? So they said um, for the safer outcome, for the fun of it, I subbed in Ashino and Jiro for Davy okay. Boy and Lucas Steele, and then cut out the Redmond spot in Block A to make eight participants on each side. That makes sense. It's okay. not far fetched, but dude, Kai Irie Sugera, Aoyagi Zeus, Tatsu Ishikawa Miyahara, even Yoshitatsu, who I can't stand. Can have a good match. There isn't one combination in that block that I wouldn't want to watch. No, God no. Like in that, that a whole tournament. Uh, that's oh it. Sounds God. like it'd be better than their G one. Yeah, depending like, on going who's available. Off of, going off of how we kind of planned it, like somebody posting this out, I I look at that. I'm like, man, oh man, there's a shot that this carnival could be something special. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, what, what if you even throw Segura and and Ashino, oh. and and then what, maybe the Segura army comes through, and then it's oh. a showdown. They they tease. Obviously, you can't deliver, but you tease something of an Infants Terribles and you know uh, uh, Segura army, and you're like, holy shit! Now well, we're even even more so. September twelfth, by the way. Carnival. You starts. tie in this uh, Noah and Big Japan connection with this. Mm-hmm. And you think Noah with DDT. In a way, you have DDT, Noah, Big Japan, and All Japan working together right now. Yeah. yeah. And Dragon Gate's left in the dust if uh, MLW has a partnership with uh, New Japan, which is rumored. Oh, I mean. Which is silly. Like, you want, you talk about selling out the Tokyo Dome like we talked about on the phone. If you get to add Big Japan and All Japan to that mix, too. I like, mean, that would warrant a two-day event, right? Do you think they could I, do two days? I, I think they would keep it to one to be safe, but I think you're looking at your opening match. You have a, you have an opportunity to put together, like, Shitaro Ashino, Yusuke Kodama, and uh, Kuma Arashi against Eruption. Hmm. Oh, like, my God. You can be in that Eruption. That eruption has just playing on the dome. If you thought Okada had some entrances, my God, Saki Akai coming down. I'm just thinking about some of the stuff they could do by putting those four together. I mean, mm-hmm. dude, give me, give me like. It's like if GCW, ROH, and MLW and Impact teamed up to take out the E. Like we we had talked about this with the with the Kaido Kiyomiya and things like that, but dude, you want to go balls to the wall? What if they give you Tetsuya Endo and Kento Miyahara? <laughs> I mean, that's the best uh, I'd say heel <laughs> face equation that you have. Oh my god! Honestly. You, you you know you talk about all the all the great teams that you know they've been having a great great tag division and those other ones. Give mm-hmm. me any give me. Give me any combination of Violent Giants, Nautilus, and Access together. Any two of the three. Yeah, but you're I not mean, a fan of all these triple threats or four ways. No. So, I mean, I just, mean, just me because to fit everyone give in. Me, give me Nautilus versus Violent Giants then. Or give me okay. Access versus Violent Giants. And use Oof. Nautilus somewhere else. Like, I'm not saying make a three-way. I just mean give me any two of the three. And you're, Whoa. I mean, it's just, just. What if you do a rumble? Type uh, type of match, and the winner has a a title shot to any promotion, so he could just drop in hey. any promotion, 
And then, I mean, why not? I mean, logistics and companies and uh, advertisers. But besides that, why not? You you want to get weird with it? Could you imagine the wackiness if you put, like, Giro against Antonio Honda? <laughs> no, we've <laughs> seen that before, haven't we? Have we? Well, I know we they saw Giro and Mao. That's true. They probably have. They probably have. They probably did the whole backstage passing by gimmick. There's just so much just, like, you want to talk badass? Give me, like, Katsuhiko Nakajima and Zeus. Oof. (laughs) Like, there's so much stuff you could do if those four companies did that. Who would you have Naito face? I don't know. New Japan would be a part of it. Oh, yeah, that's right. Sorry, I'm like trying to do like 19 things at once and then the NBA <laughs> came on and I'm like oh, no, trying to man. tweet, I'm trying to look up Carnival and I was like, wait well, a that's second. The thing is like, you know, like I said, you know, you know, not always, like I like fantasy booking, but it's, you know, sometimes it's boring content for people. But like if you literally take those four companies, like maybe that's our next like booking challenge that we make when we get some free time here is you take those four potential companies that are already working together <laughs> and could be working together. And yeah. what do you what do you make of it? Like, does Dragon Gate get added because of um, five? That's a lot. Man. All Japan champion. Ooh. You know, I mean, he is the champion in their company. Yeah. Damn, that's tough. Um, I don't know. It, it depends on the tiering. I mean. Does is Noah have that slight advantage over? Well, but they have the obviously obvious relationship with DDT. So I mean, no, I I don't think you add Dragon Gate. No, I don't think they do. And, five, and I, no. I forgot about some stuff that happened too that I won't. Are you going to watch the uh, the show the rest of that All Japan show? Or are you just kind of going on to that? I I do want to see the uh, Koji Iwamoto match. Okay, cool. That, cool. that is what. Sure. I, I would say watch that and then watch the eight. And man. the eight man. Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't Those know that, that was the thing until you said it. So yeah. Eight man for sure. Okay. So we can talk about, we'll talk about those later. Uh, but man, I just, I'm like, dude, could you imagine if you put some of these? Dude, Tetsuya Endo and Kento Miyahara. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. Or even style. Kodoski, Takashita, you know, somebody, like, it's just... <laughs> I love Takashita's new edge, man. I mean, from, dare I say, Yoshihiko uh, to, to yeah. be new, uh, new opponents. <laughs> yeah, I, oh. So, All Japan, like like you said, we're kind of doing that hodgepodge. Where do you want to go next? We, we knocked out our All Japan fix. Oh, that... That's it? No, I'm kidding. Um, don't they have a tournament coming up besides the carnival, or is it the carnival? There's just literally literally, the carnival. Is is all these tournaments happening within the next month and a half? Uh, is that the super kicks of the latter half of 2020? Yeah, we are got, there too yeah, many. The G or the the carnival and the N1 victory, the Noah one, both are going to start in September, and doesn't. Um, DDT have one starting like in like now. a couple weeks. Yeah, is it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, That's and cool. don't forget, Stardom has another tournament coming up. Yep, Stardom is. Oh man, Stardom has. Uh, I can't remember what Stardom's is, but it's 
like the Cinderella it's, tournament, isn't it? It's, see, that's what I was trying to figure out. They just did Cinderella. Because I thought I read somewhere, and I, as you just stated, I thought the same thing. So I thought this was like part two of some I'll sort, Electric Boogaloo. But um, and then New Tokyo, Japan for the G one started on the eighth. Uh huh. Though they both do. So the eighth is um, King of DDT starts on the eighth, and Tokyo Princess Cup starts on the eighth. Princess Cup. That's so cool. Um, New Japan has a tournament now for the uh, the never six man uh, uh, championship belts there, um, starting on the sixth of August. So just in four days here, and now, which I think is kind of cool. You know, they, they were promoting uh, their new show Friday night. Uh, New Japan was, and they announced the New Japan Cup 2020 USA. Uh, we just have uh, eight participants. We got Carl Fredericks. Taking on Kenta, uh, Jeff Cobb taking on Tonga Loa, David Finley taking on Chase Owens, and Tama Tonga taking on Brody King uh, of the Villain Enterprises uh, fame there. So pretty interesting tournaments here. Uh, and why are we going to see uh, Carl Fredericks taking on Tama Tonga? Oh God, he's oh man, dude. So th- the big the big talk is that Carl Fredericks would have never been sent on an excursion. He's that good. Like, that's yeah, yeah. and Tagato. Yeah, like I think he's really good too. I'm not gonna lie, but well, no, he's, he's a fine. Talent. I just that's I just I I like the excursion thing because it's worked so well. The excursion's given us Hiromu, Rapungi 3K, our current double champion. But then we've also got you know guys like Master Watto and mm-hmm. the Great Okarn. So. You know, some of the things, look, look what happened to Okada. I mean, as bad as it was, he came back better. Do you think they're doing something a little different since he's with the LA dojo kind of see experimenting since it's not, you know, it's, it, it's something new. Yeah. Comparable I, think to the old just, Lions system? I think they're doing his excursion there in a way where they're just giving him a rub and seeing what happens. Cause there's so much good talent in that building. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh, yeah. You know, so there's a lot you can do. And the, I'm excited that Kent is going to be on these shows. Yeah. I was just like, well, and, and I mean, are you kind of surprised? No, uh, Jay White, is he really back in Japan? Like he alluded to on his uh, Instagram for the 25th, which, of course, we know he has yet to show. <laughs> He's still flying. Um, I I don't think that is the right spot for my going by putting boat, by boat putting him on. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I yeah, this is a long, this is a long ride. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just don't think that's the right spot for Jay White because the minute you put him in that tournament, well, you're not having anyone lose. Like you know, he's winning. Mm-hmm. You know, depending like on travel restrictions. The the person who wins the New Japan Cup 2020 USA uh, gets a shot at the IWGP uh, North American United States whatever you want to call it uh, championship there uh, which of course we all is we all know is held by AEW champion John Moxley and if they can't go to Japan does the Tony Khan and the Elite VPs uh, do they give the okay for uh, Moxley to defend the IWGP United States North American Championship on uh, on the soil? That's a good question, and I'm I'm wondering that too. Like, does 
Does Khan just let it go because of what's happening? I think they're good enough business type people that if if Moxley said, look, I need to go and just drop this title. I could see them doing it. The only hard part is then your champion's going to go and lose to a guy that he shouldn't be losing to. That's the only hard part yeah. of making him that champion. In America. Now, yeah, like if he goes and loses the title to Jeff Cobb, Meanwhile, Jeff Cobb couldn't hold a candle to him in AEW. Like, but then again, who knows? You know, who knows if they really care? And who knows if the fans really care either? Like, does an mm-hmm. AEW crowd really care if he jobs? It's more going to be the I, you know, IWC like collective uh, internet boners, mm-hmm. like going like, oh my god, can you believe? And maybe it's just like, okay, we give you Moxley, you give us Okada for three months. Ooh, in 2021, Ooh. this random one. Would you <laughs> trade if you're gay? I don't know if I can give up my top guy for three months just to have your guy come in and job. Spending a Tokyo pimp and and <laughs> having Yoshihashi ride <laughs> coattails still, bro. Okada is making up. He's inventing championships, as I do air quotes. <laughs> Randomly, because he wants to do something new and exciting. Bro, is Kazoo Board AF out in uh, Tokyo way? Because I, I think he probably wouldn't mind if he goes on a Naito-like second excursion. I, I think it's more they, they have to do something with him, and they don't want to just put the title right back on him. So it's, but then again, it's, you know, it's the same do, thing. Do, do, do. <laughs> You just don't. I mean, it makes some money. You know, I get it. Like, I understand why. I just, I don't understand the reason of just doing things to do things. Like, oh God, we don't know what to do with Okada. Quick, <laughs> do you have any ideas? Well, Will Osprey was telling you about this Proteus Cup there, or Proteus title. Great. How does it work? Well, I'll tell you. <laughs> don't tell me. Tell the fans. You're live. And he's like, oh, hello. This is the new idea. And the, great, fantastic. Okada said it. It has been written. Quick, it's like the title. It's like Okada. Uh, we'll get to that in a few seconds here. Uh, it's like Okada was bored during, you know, the, the two and a half, three months New Japan wasn't doing shows and was on, you know, let me get this WWE network and see where I'm going in 2025. And he <laughs> yeah. was like, What's this Cyber Tuesday? And then he puts that on. He's like, Eric Bischoff in a dog-eating match. What's this? Fans can vote for this. Internet 2006. Huh? Rainmaker. He's envisioning money. Oh, let me talk to my mate, Will Ospreay, even though he's totally not Australian. But my aspect is like, Seriously, like, I'm going to make up an invisible title that these fans can vote. Does that mean American fans have to get up at, like, 2 in the morning to vote? Uh, yeah, well, I, I don't know, man, but he's calling people mates, so we, <laughs> we got to figure that one out. <laughs> like, I, he seems bored, man, just. Give him the belt or, or back off. That That's all I got to say. <laughs> uh, by the way, DDT has announced that Muscle House 11 will take on from the uh, Tokyo Nippon Budokan. 
the official date is <laughs> Muscle going to House be- Eleven. That sounds uh, like a movie uh, that was behind a curtain back in the day <laughs> when there was the, video the stories. October sixth, uh, two thousand thirty. Muscle House Eleven. <laughs> yeah. Once again, October sixth, two thousand thirty. Ooh, that's good to know. Um, <laughs> So, as we know, DDT and Noah becomes, what's the gimmick? Wrestle Universe, officially, correct? Yep, and then it's something, I can't, Cyber something, maybe? Is there actual Cyber? Title? Okay. Oh, no, not that. Um, uh-huh. No, so what I saw earlier from DDT uh, English on Twitter, dramatic, at dramatic uh, DDT over on Twitter. Cyber What's that? Cyber fight. Yes. So uh, he tweeted, or they tweeted earlier, I apologize, they, um, the week before Cyber Fight is launched, DDT has to edit a show for nudity reasons. The week after Cyber Fight is launched, DDT has to edit a show for nudity reasons. Just making it clear for anyone who is worried DDT will change for corporate reasons. Does that kind of have you concerned? Well, it's I like when the E went public. I guess it just depends what really. Like, if they have to edit something because Dan Shogo Dino pulled his dick out again or whatever, like, that's cool. Yeah. I don't need him doing, like, naked moonsaults anymore. Like, or the. the, the, the have you ever watched Dan Shogo Dino versus Shima on, on, from DDT? Uh, no. Go go watch that one day when you get time. Just I don't know, man. You show me some Dino stuff from years ago where I'm like, what are you doing? Why yeah, are you having he, me watch this? Where now I enjoy it, which is weird. His his like boyfriend comes in because he's pissed off that <laughs> Dino is like into Shima, and Whoa. like they start like fighting each other, and then like they turn it into like a quarrel, and then Shima starts trying to fight back, and they kick his legs out, and they tip him upside down, and they do a um, kind of a two-handed uh, while his legs are spread upside down submission move to him. It was it was it was uh, the people were a little confused. Like, oh, oh, so you didn't see DDT Summer Vacation 2020 when I think four dudes got rammed into Dino's ass crack. Oh, Dino beginning. So I don't think in, anything's man. changed. So maybe no, we're no. good. But again. Yeah. They're not a part of a cyber launch wrestle squad or whatever they're called. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. No, I don't think it's So it looks like Takagi's still going to be president. Marafuji's going to be a VP. And Akito, also from GDT, will be a VP. Yeah. That's so cool. I don't think. Getting some young blood. Yeah, I, I like it. I like it. And then he, every time he walks into a board meeting, <laughs> I think it's going to be like, everybody stand up. When you go in the guy to hand up, when he walks in and he's just going to sit down Indian style. You think Takashita's pissed that's not him in that boardroom? He's like, he's like 10 years old. He's fine. But he was applying to them since he was like eight. You'd think he'd be on the board by now. So when are they going to do the Mr. Takagi gimmick? Like that's got to be coming up soon. A la Mr. McMahon. Right? <laughs> Don't that's money. It. That's gold. That's what you got. That'd be crazy. Comes out. Did it? Did it? 
Can anyone explain to me why Shayna Baszler is still on main event? What the hell is main event? That's still a show? Yeah, it was uh, Shayna Baszler that submitted Ruby Riot and oh. Riddick Moss pinned Titus O'Neil. Did they take uh, the extra T off uh, Ruby Riot yet, or do they still have that? Oh, still two T's. Okay. <laughs> I just I randomly was pulling something up looking at that cyber fight thing and that like popped up. It was like Moss, <laughs> Baszler, went on main events. I was like, what? Well, this, shows, this shows you how good uh, my diet has been. Uh, on my notes, with a lot of my wrestling notes, I have Snickers, Cheetos, Gummy Worms, Chocolate Truffles, <laughs> and Laffy Taffy Bags. Wow. I am disgusting. You are tight as hell. No, you look like you could do that because now you're like a GQ model and shit. I know, right? Like, it's I'm flexing. I'm like, damn, look at this dude. I'm over here like I just had three hard shell, three soft shell, and three bean burrito in a party bag. Man, worst uh, day of work of my life after that. My so uh, she made some fish tacos, uh, some some Mexican corn. Uh, the secret ingredient is love and paprika. Oh, um, I thought uh, you were gonna say weed. <laughs> that I mean maybe if that's your thing, but um. Only, only if it's legal. But uh, no, it, it was we'll so delicious. So, oh man, <laughs> I forgot how long that was. <laughs> Laramie Tunsil, wow, that draft, that NFL you draft. Assholes drafted that guy seven times. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I was in. That was when I was in Vegas, and I was doing yeah. it in, my, in a hotel room, and I'm sitting in there. And I can see Isaiah is trying to not laugh because the faces I must have been making. Like, pick 16 for the third time, Laramie Tunsil. I'm like, if I could have squeezed my hands any tighter, I would have. That's funny. So you were the Arthur meme before the Arthur meme? Oh, yeah. And, and, and the best part was at like 25, I think it was Jordan was like, Let's see, they need a tackle into my head. I'm like, if this son of a bitch is Larry <laughs> and, and he's like, and he literally goes, oh, oh, no, he already went off the board. I'm like, he was going to do it. He was going to say Larry <laughs> And then he realized he drafted him twice already. Oh, <laughs> my God. Now, looking back, that is that was hilarious. Whether And I think the best part was that you could tell me if I'm wrong. I don't think it was intentional. No, I mean I'm pretty sure three quarters, of, three quarters of us doing that that night were probably Laramie Tunsiled. Yeah, like yeah, exactly. And I'm like, including myself, literally. Like I have a giant notebook sprawled across the bed, and like Demetrius and Isaiah and Demetrius's sister and her friend are all there. And I'm like, we cannot go to Fremont Street until this gets done, and then I'll go. <laughs> and they're just sitting there, and they're like, oh, he's getting mad, and I'm like. I'm just raging. I'm like, how do they not have cheat sheets? How are they not just crossing these people off as they go? Like, I went to the lobby and printed a cheat sheet. And wow. the damn caliber. Or, no, where the hell were we at? I don't even know where we were that time. But I'm like, oh, my God. And literally, Jordan going, they need a tackle. I, oh, no. We're gonna and I'm like, he literally was going to do it again. <laughs> Great. I'm going to go back and find that draft. I'm going to go find it and clip it. 
That's too funny, man. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, so the uh, so the spatula is in in your court, Jen. So <laughs> cook it. That's, yeah. So, so so it's me, Isaiah, Demetrius, and and my buddy Caesar, and then Jen and Nicole have their own hotel room, but we're in the same hotel, but we don't even know where they're going to stay. They're kind of just flying with, and then we're just going to give them the two suite, and they're going to go to the pool. And we're going to go find the closest sports betting casino because Planet Hollywood so is not weird. open. I would totally just be like sex in the city that whole time if my yeah. my spouse was there. But yeah, you guys I, are like, I, we're going to go with, uh, drinking and, money. and booking. <laughs> well, Isaiah's awkward. No, I'm kidding. I love Isaiah. I haven't seen him in like seven years. The uh, Well, if, are you coming up for the draft? No, year? no. I already told you I'm I'm not playing. I, I didn't truly know you were really not playing. Yeah, no. I there's there's no football this year. Come on. Well, shit. I have two or three weeks to find a replacement then. Oh Ladies shit! Oh, I mean, <laughs> breaking <laughs> news. <laughs> the third person to retweet at WrestleCast underscore SFM <laughs> on Twitter shows us their receipts starting uh, August 4th on ProWrestlingTees.com <laughs> forward slash WrestleCast. If you show us your receipt, you're the seventh person to retweet again at WrestleCast underscore SSM. Show us you like and follow us on Facebook, WrestleCast Radio. Don't forget Strong Style Media. And you like and you share and you get 90 friends to like and download and review on all your podcast formats review boards. We'll uh, get you on the fantasy football where two people trash talk and it's, yeah, whatever. So boom, there you go. Yeah, Do so it up. I, I hope you guys get it figured out soon so I can get you your roster for your keeper. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, get Caesar. It seems he's the new Mexican in your life. Yeesh. <laughs> he don't know jack shit about football. My God, he knows a lot about soccer, but. Soccer? Was this the 90s? Minnesota um, FC, English. they made it to the Final Four. They play on uh, Thursday. They win, they go to the title. Oh. They won 4-1 yesterday. So I'm talking about, maybe I could, maybe maybe this is Demptress's ticket to get back in the league. There you go. <laughs> get, it, get his ass back in. <laughs> He's going to go, oh, now you want me back in. <laughs> hey, well, I mean, I guess. Please tell me the sticker, <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, my gosh. So, there was, there was our 40 minutes that we knew was going to happen. Where are we at? <laughs> Where are we going next year? Oh, man, Vegas. <laughs> what are, are you what playing what, what spirits? Yeah, no, no. We're playing Sun Country. Sun Country, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah we did it like, like a 9.30 trip. Yeah, it was, it was $52 uh, with baggage Jesus. check each way. So it was like $104. Wow. <laughs> like, let's go. Sold. We'll go drop Can't me a, 200 bucks in the Lightning. Plus five. The low, they pay out 1100 yeah. if they if they win. But I don't know. Chicago looked pretty damn good yesterday. Edmonton looked yes. really bad, though. So we'll see, see how it changed. Edmonton got their legs on finally at the end of the game and ended up scoring three goals in like two minutes. 
Like, why didn't you do that the whole time, you idiot? You deserve <laughs> to lose. Man. It's like someone who played Toronto yesterday. Basketball. Oh, man, come on now. <laughs> Catch me on thaw. How about that? Yeah, bitch. <laughs> I forgot, like, the top of this board because I'm always at the bottom for our stuff. <laughs> Do you remember this? Man. <laughs> that was tight. Is Demtris there? No, he is not. Oh, I was going to say, get his ass on the radio. <laughs> He is what home. He did watch the Boulder Yard match though yesterday, with me. That that whole thing was amazing. Let let's talk <laughs> talk and chop. I mean, honestly, like I went from watching Talk and Chop Mania, hopefully Talk and Chop Mania two is coming soon. Um, but after watching that, I watched Suwama and Ishikawa. I I haven't legitimately laughed, except yesterday when I was watching Chappelle's Block Party. But besides that, genuinely belly laughed and and cry kind of at the same time because I'm laughing so hard than watching Talking Chapa Mania. But because Chavo Guerrero was going so hard on Chico Luchador with threats of murder and like I'm going to kill you and they do a whole JFK assassination type of angle. And then you throw in the Yete. <laughs> it's the greatest hour and a half of of entertainment that I've watched in a long, long time. Like you've been preaching machine gun Carl Anderson for probably yeah. ten years now. Eleven years, how however we've we've crossed paths for. But my God. He just he's a good brother. Like I get it now. I get the insignia. Like him and Gallows, it's it's all about having fun. Yes, you found out about the business aspect, the you know, burning bridges aspect, which we find out, you know, later on, hey, everything's cool, tranquilo, if you will. But like just to see them have fun and bullshit with everyone else was just so happy and gratifying to see, especially with all the ignorance and, and horrible things that are happening around the world for us to kind of experience and laugh <laughs> for about 90 minutes was just well, well worth it. It's worth the $15. Go to fight that uh, or go to fight TV, purchase it, laugh so much crazy shit. Enzo cutting a promo, giving away to finish. It, it was just brilliant. So many Easter eggs from the very beginning all the way to the end, uh, just uh, my God, just amazing, amazing stuff. And the Rock and Roll Express having a gimmick table. Bravo! I mean, Bravo. Some of the stuff that was going on here, just like, I mean, and then like you mentioned, Chavo Guerrero tries to shoot him. Like he, and, and during the Boner Yard match, he charged him with a knife and was trying to stab him. <laughs> They did the whole Orton Edge weight room thing where he was doing the the uh, chest press, and he went over and tried to kill him with the uh, with the bench with the yeah, it was just insane. Hey, um, and, and according to Gal, it was like freight train shows up and he eliminates Roman Roselli or whatever the hell his name is, 
like freight trains in there just eliminating every human. It looks like chaos there, dumping everybody. Chico Woods, I mean, Alex Kozlov of all people. So I, I marked out so hard when the other hooligans showed up. And he does his dance, <laughs> his bearded mother shows up. <laughs> you know, like I said, Mike Bennett shows up. The, the review yeah, I'm looking at is what I think might have been a Ford Aerostar from the 90s. <laughs> oh, no, so my wife's car. Stang came out. Yeah, we saw Stang. Uh, Nature Boy Paul Lee took on Frankie Coverdale. He threw him out of the ring, and Coverdale didn't stop running. And then they just is cut it, the match to the to the next thing with George North and Stump Kowalski. Like, what is going on? As place? much of a a company mark that Ric Flair is now, I'm sorry, but I think Paul Lee is my my true nature boy in 2020. <laughs> I love how he's he knows how to make an start dancing, and then he walks away, and it's a different girl, and, and yeah. you hear Gallows like, "Holy shit, he must be shallow hell." Or hell, 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 hell. <laughs> like, oh, it's just so random. It, it's the very beginning, Carl Anderson. He's like, I'm just filming my hot Asian wife here. She doesn't know it yet. And he, she turns around. He's like, just filming you without your consent. She goes, you said you want to see a tit? And he's like, no, no, don't do that. She's like, starts charging him. Like, it just it made no sense. Dilo Brown was there. Rhino showed up and started spearing people. There's the a the 80s Russians. Yeah, the, the jungle kittens. They came out. Go, going back to Rhino, when when Gallows brings up the whole uh, the mayor of, you know, such and such and Anderson uh, goes like the mayor. Of, <laughs> like he's like, what are you talking about? He's like, oh yeah, he, he ran. But um, again, the littlest jokes. I mean, if you're a mark, which I mean, the two people listening are, so thank you. Uh, and and know of this, and I've listened, which I have become an avid fan and listener. I'm hoping I can find some of their old stuff of um, of talking chop, which which I frequent every week now. Um, and just to to see all this and and the bearded mother of Alex Kozlov. Dude, I, I've maybe seen one, maybe two hooligans matches. I had no idea that's how Alex Kozlov looked, and I'm like, why is this guy still wrestling? He was he was <laughs> wrestling with a cigarette, and it didn't even fall out once. It was awesome. That Enziguri was looked like he hadn't missed a step. Well, so so why why is he not uh, is he not wrestling anymore? I believe he just had some injuries, and I think there was a little bit of an issue with New Japan that they didn't agree on something. Um, okay. Let me dig in a little bit, but I thought that's what it was. Uh, so then he just stopped. I mean, like you said, injuries essentially, but man. Oh, the Yeti. Lodi? Yeah, I mean, Lodi was there. coming out? Lodi was oh. jacked. We saw uh, uh, Willie Mack. Chavo came out with Pepe. Cold Stone Willie Mack. Can never trust that guy. Yeah, he announced he was taking an indefinite, indefinite sabbatical from professional wrestling. It's kind of uh, how he left it. Have you listened to his uh, talking shop from like three months ago? It was like the second or third episode of the revamped uh, version not. of the. So good. I mean, that's where I was like, man, I need to watch their matches because it's just him and 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 Rocky chatting and then they're chatting you know just about japan and just randomness and i'm like whoa i totally <laughs> missed this whole period of tag wrestling in new japan 
where which I know now is shit. Where I'm just like, wow, I, maybe I should oh, go back on the. Uh, yeah, they would have So I think I think Wrestle Kingdom like eight might have been. I'm just, and I'm just showing an older number, but the opening was like a four way between Time Splitters, so Kushida and Shelly, uh, Red Dragon, so Fish and O'Reilly, yep. Kozlov and Romero, the Hooligans, and the Young Bucks had like Oof, a four way for the junior title. Yeah, <laughs> and it was like twelve minutes of just go. Spot fest. <laughs> um, also, shout out to uh, I, I would say the real MVP of uh, Talking Chopper Mania, Rory Fox. Rapid delivery. Hatred. Matt Cardona. MTV True Life, man. I remember watching that. And he went in that thing, and the guy's like, "What about a name like Rapid Delivery?" And he's like, "Rapid Delivery. All right, yeah." And, <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> no. I love how Brian Myers, too. I'm going to give you an opportunity, kid. He's like, what? I'm 44. And he's like, yeah. <laughs> Brian Myers was, was great. I mean, just honestly, it, it's worth the order. It's it's just Chavo Guerrero going ham on Chico. El Conquistador is just, it's brilliant. Like, Callie, like, yelling downstairs. She's like, are you okay? What's happening? I'm hearing laughter. And I'm like, oh, I, I'm like, this is the stupidest, greatest thing I think I've ever seen. And oh, the main event, the bar, like, I'm gonna yeah. bury you. I'm gonna kill you. No, don't, don't bury me. No, don't bury me. I'm gonna bury you. Don't bury me. And he's like, Uncle Alan, are you okay? The hand, the arm. The arm. <laughs> and then, so you saw oh, the the callback from Wrestle Kingdom where Maria's dancing and Carl is like, yeah. Oh, yeah. She's like, wait, this is stupid. What the hell am I doing here? Are we back in Japan? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she just leaves. And then Rory Fox manages to stumble back out. Then you get... Yeah. <laughs> the Rockville Express are selling gimmicks. <laughs> Gimmick tables. <laughs> and then Enzo did this night, Yeah, out. did this night put Enzo in a different light for you? Yeah, I laughed pretty hard at it. And speaking of Enzo, I, I laughed so hard at Janela, too, when he was like, um, this randomly popped up at, uh, uh, from the, I think it was from the Backyard Show, when, when, when he's like, that's about as stupid as Joey Janela backing down from a fight with Enzo. And Janela <laughs> said it himself. Yeah. <laughs> and then I do karate. Oh, my God. <laughs> and, yeah, that, that huge kick. I told you I do karate. I'm a karate kid. And, and, and I'm telling, like, I love it because, you know, I love machine guns so much. But, like, oh, when yeah. he's, and then he stops and he's like, I thought I told you that I was going to do it. And he's, like, shaking really hard. <laughs> I, I thought Demetrius was going to piss his pants when that happened. <laughs> Just out of nowhere. <laughs> and then they're, they're getting knocked into, like, each other's, into, like, Brian Myers and Heath Slater's crotch. And they just keep drinking, like, nothing's happening. Well, like, all right, now I'm going to. I'm going to kill you. I'm going to bury you. Don't bury me. Don't <laughs> bury me. He's like, stop burying my dick. <laughs> throwing the dirt on him. Just that, yeah. No, I loved it too when, when uh, Gal, or sorry, Sex Ferguson uh, makes his entrance a la The Undertaker on his, uh, on his little uh, uh, gator <laughs> there. But he like just drives right around in through the curtain. And I was like, oh my God, they totally just spoofed. Like every shot, He's every right angle. Oh my god, the druids! It, it, it falls off just so blatantly. It's it's perfect. It's perfect. They, they they finally fight back together, and then he kicks them again. I told you, I'm a karate guy. 
<laughs> and then, and and then, then when he punches the hearse, Taker is like, oh, it worked for Taker. It didn't hurt this bad. <laughs> and, then, and then they do the callback from being the elite where they show the thing where they screw over the buck. Yeah. And then they get the yes. super kick in, and he's like, they're going to end up back in TNA. And he's yeah. like, no, I no, he's shaking. <laughs> and then they really go back there. And mind you, uh, Scott Demore's in this show sitting there like yeah. yelling at these guys. And then when they're trying to wake up Sex Ferguson, Bennett shows back up and he's trying to give them pills. And he's like, you better not tell my fucking wife about this. <laughs> <laughs> she thinks I'm clean now and he's doing all this. I mean, it's so oh ridiculous. Can this be on Survivor? Can this make, like can this realistically make the list? There was a few wrestling moves in here. I, I'll, I'll tell you, out of the cinematic matches, this was the best one. This was better than the one the Bucks did, even. And the Bucks was good because they re they they did the Jannetty Michaels barbershop window in theirs. Mm, yep, yep, which was really oh, good. But, well, then he's and then he's buried. He's like, he's like, don't bury me. I don't want to. Do, I want to be a baby face. <laughs> <laughs> I want a baby face singles run. Maybe I see title. Oh and then my he gosh. Throws him in there, and then he comes up like the fiend, and then he crawls back in, and he's trying to hide under the dirt. <laughs> and then and then Carl Anderson gets in the vehicle and does the Undertaker fist. <laughs> It was so good. I, I, I might watch this again before bed. It's so good. And Seriously, like, talking shop is so good, guys. Thank you. And then at one point, which we, you know, we kind of went over because, like the 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 Paul Lee versus um, <laughs> Paul Lee versus Frankie Coverdale match went on the entire time as a headlock. It, Stump Kowalski is bringing George North upstairs, and they have to fast forward it because they're moving so slow. And they get in the house. <laughs> And Brian Myers is playing with wrestling figures, and the kid comes and kicks him in the face, and he falls down the stairs. What do you say? Randomly, Ted Penzer's just there, and they're like, "Holy shit, those are Bruce. When Anderson's in there, he's like, "Who the hell booked Penzer?" <laughs> I can't believe he did that. I can't blame each other for the bookings. They're like Brian Pillman. It's like, no, that's Brian Pillman Jr. And they're like, "Oh yeah." And then Freight Train, is, there was kind of like the Robert Gibson thing I said. There was one spot where Freight Train's just standing against the house watching. I was like, oh, oh my God, <laughs> Freight Train's here. And we were watching uh, it live, so I couldn't pause it. I'm like, did you see that? And I'm just like, no. I was like, dude, Freight Train's there. He's like, that wasn't Freight Train. And then when he came out, he's like, oh, my God, it's Freight Train. When Jake Manning came out, you could just see him standing there behind the curtain, not sure what to do. <laughs> Oh, oh man. man, it was a great show. I had so much fun. Yeah. It was so random. Oh, I can't wait for two. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm 44. Whatever. Corey Fox, he is on an episode of Talking Shop um, as well, which they break it down a little, little more too. Which again, I had no idea. Zach Ryder is such a Richard. <laughs> I love how they're like, oh man. Oh man, I love when I get a text messages from Paul. Either one of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Paul Lehman. Uh, so many, so, so many great things. 
Uh, I, I a great thing. Two guys who were not scared to throw insider shit in there, like terms yeah. and just say whatever. It was, it was so perfect. God, Carl Anderson, man, you need to run. You're so good. Too bad he was good. Like even those like <laughs> goofy things he was doing, he yeah. still was like doing like with a little bit of wrestling in it. Like as as much as they didn't like. Obviously, they cared, but, like, as much as they weren't trying to make it, like, even the little stuff, like, when he was like, I'm a karate man, and he's doing the kicks, like, he's still got, like, perfect timing, slapping the leg and stuff. <laughs> it's still working, whether he gets it or not. Oh, my gosh. God, it was so fun. You know what else was fun, surprisingly, uh, and, and I guess transition into Paul Lehman, even though he has nothing to do with it anymore. Uh, Extreme Rules, a uh, few American companies, which we've kind of went away from, you know, besides all elite wrestling, we'll, we'll talk here and there uh, now on WrestleCast Radio here, but uh, Extreme Rules, a Slammiversary from Impact Wrestling. Uh, you know, we get this about once uh, once a year where we're like, ooh, is Impact for real? Uh, that was definitely Slammiversary 2020 talk uh, just a couple of Sundays ago. Uh, I would say, again, uh, minus, as you stated, uh, the WCW bullshit uh, finishes from Extreme Rules, a pretty passable, watchable show, especially the, mm-hmm. the first, what, four matches? Hell, I even liked the Rey Mysterio match, even, you know, besides the BS uh uh, effect at the end for the eye for an eye, but as a match, Ryan, I enjoyed myself immensely. Yeah, it was my problem with Backlash was it was one of the best wrestling shows that company's done, or not Backlash, I mean Extreme Rules, but sure. every finish was just you know, and, and plug your kids' ears if you need. Well, I think we've already dropped that bombs tonight, so who cares? But like, it was utter dog shit. Like, I. I'm sitting here, like, and part of the reason I said backlash is because I thought that's what it was, because I'm scrolling <laughs> through my, my results. I have, like, you know, maybe 100 documents. Like, I have 185 documents from uh, from last year and this year of wrestling shows that I've reviewed. Holy crap. Oh, wow. And I didn't even write that one down. I should write a book. What? Ba- I've never watched a match from backlash. <laughs> you didn't get to watch. Uh, you, have, you have to still watch the Viking Raiders and Street Profits. The mini golf one? No, I'm good. No, the the one where they oh, get the ninja the, motion, the ninja the, gimmicks. The, yeah, the ninjas and the, the ah, uh, Joey Janela and Sonny Kiss did it way better. I don't want to ruin that moment. The gas good. station, did you see that? <laughs> no, but it sounds that was right. awesome. It was awesome. That was a cinematic event where I was like, Oh, I would watch that. Watch this ragtag group of uh group of dudes. Uh, I'll just pull up the Wikipedia page here. But anywho. Yeah, um, like, Bailey and Nikki Cross wasn't too bad. Even the finish wasn't that. See, like, that's, if you want to have an interference was lone wrestling finish, match. Yeah, like, I don't <laughs> mind that kind of a BS finish. Although I, yeah. I find it hilarious, hilarious when they, they show the slow motion. Bailey totally punched her right in the tit. <laughs> like, she's like, well, I can't sell that, so. Hey, those box knuckles, man. They'll get you. <laughs> and that, you know, I, I had beef with that, too. We skimmed over Friday to see this whole Alexa Bliss Bray Wyatt thing. Mm-hmm. She she gets those and does it a second time. Like, hey, nice callback. 
And Graves and Cole don't even talk about it. I'm like, are you guys idiots? What? They literally did a callback to the finish of this match, and nobody said a word to even talk about it. I'm like, this oh my gosh. And you're getting fed lines by the, the, the guy who invented this thing? Was he sleeping? We need more urine. He's, he's sitting there going, oh, God, I can't wait. What's the red light? To, to push Bobby Lashley again. <laughs> you know, bro, that's on Raw. You're, what do you want us to talk about in this SmackDown women's match? <laughs> do, do you think MVP's resurgence of uh, wrestlers of yesterday uh, is a nod to why Japanese wrestling has been so successful in the last, uh, within the last year? I don't of veterans. I, I'll say this. I will say this. MVP has been pretty good on the mic. Like I'm not. Mm-hmm. I won't discredit that. And they're let. It, it, it sounds like they're letting him cut a promo, and they're not. Excuse me. Not feeding him crap. Mm-hmm. So I respect that they're taking that that challenge of not micromanaging everything. Mm-hmm. You know, and they might. Well, they're veterans. They shouldn't be right. No, they shouldn't. But then again, they didn't trust Randy Orton and Edge to have a great wrestling match. They made him film it five times, and now Edge is out for a year. So, I mean, oh, and, no. and that, I don't, I don't know how many more, you know, how much more trust you want to put in two veterans you have. But you know, maybe that was MVP's thing. Like, look, I'll come back, but I'm not going to let you write all my stuff. Mm-hmm. And it, but then, but that also goes with, you know, now it's Bruce Pritchard bringing back what he knows, and that's why it's all these old people. And I'm, mm-hmm. I don't mean old people, but like. Look, we were we were two of the biggest golf Ziggler marks, but how does that dude have one win in an entire year and get him two title shots? I don't, don't get it. And then you give him like, and that was my problem with this whole show too. Is you know circling back to that, the tag match was really good. I really liked it. Owens and Murphy was good. It was a nice nine minute match in and out. Um, Bailey and, and Nikki Cross was not bad. Seth Rollins and Rey Mysterio was not a bad match. It was a good plunder match. Asuka and Sasha went 20 minutes. It was really good, as you'd expect from those two to be. And even McIntyre and Ziggler, to an extent, wasn't a bad match. But the problem was, these finishes were the epitome of WCW 2000. This is the reason I wanted to start that, that 15 to life you know, WCW series where I, where I was going to rewatch all those nitros because some of the booking is some of the most egregious crap you could ever see. And it just over and over the, the, the stuff was just bad. Like Seth Rollins is puking after Rey Mysterio's eye gets pulled out doing this. They did nothing different. If anything, it looked less dangerous than the first time Ray got his eye attacked by Seth Rollins. Dog crap. It was just bad. Ziggler has the worst stipulation ever. There's nothing inventive about it whatsoever. He loses. Sasha Banks and Asuka had the most seven interference convoluted finish that ends in a no contest, essentially, that tries to go to Raw to end up trying to set up potentially a awful feud between Bailey and Stephanie McMahon. Like, it just, it doesn't make sense how you get these great matches. And then they're turning Stephanie face. Well, she came out and made the Asuka Sasha rematch, and Bailey got really mad at her. So I think they're feuding. Oh God! You know, so it's like all these matches were really fun, but then the finishes yeah. were just so bad. I mean, they were bad. <laughs> like it, 
it ruined the match. Yeah. Because that's all it, like, I don't remember any, like, look, Sasha had that slip on the rope. There was a couple of issues, you know, that happened in the match, but, you know, nothing that you're going to write home about that was that bad, but all I, I can't think of any of the positive because all I can think of is that, I mean, it was a more convoluted finish than a Dick Togo running with evil. <laughs> oh. I guess it's like, gosh, what are you doing? And then hey, man, this, Karens are going to Karen. That's for sure. And then this this swamp fight. Oof. Like, what the hell? When Braun Strowman laid out Braun Strowman, I almost didn't make it past that. Who, Fat Strowman? Yeah. And then, and then was that Donovan Dijak that just randomly showed up and got started on fire? Oh, my God. I put, who was the guy with the shovel? Also, he got hit in the face, and in parentheses, would be murdered, and blood skin would be everywhere, by the way. And then he catches fire. <laughs> and then, and then my favorite, which, you know, I alluded to earlier with you, is they show Alexa Bliss' sister, Abigail. Oh. And, you know, she she's out there to, to show how big of a hornball Braun Strowman is because he can't think about fighting because of how horny he is for Alexa Bliss. When it's like, look, we're watching this and so we can keep it together. You're in a fight, has, you can keep it together, too. Has that ever stopped you in a fight? You got so horny that you couldn't no. fight? No, I would have <laughs> said, get out of my way, we can do this later. I'm busy. Whoa, what if you lost the fight? Then I better get some sympathy. <laughs> drags him in the water like it's Friday the 13th and then suddenly the water turns to lava and then the 40 years ago lava 40 years ago that was the, my god and you know what Gallows did it way better that ended yeah and, and I love how Gallows was, was too big so he couldn't get out of the shot and kept trying to <laughs> Which is the bike. my favorite part is when they, but when they showed the logo during the swamp battle or whatever, um, I was like, that's the most obvious ending ever. Yeah. What is this an NXT takeover? Ooh. <laughs> Paul to Paul. Paul to Paul. <sighs> so yeah, like the tag the match, match, like you were saying, was pretty tight. Garbage. The opener, swing Sasha. That's tight. Hey, I liked a Rey Mysterio match, so if uh, and a Seth Rollins match in one. So besides that, uh, ah ah uh, gimmick, uh, it was passable. Speaking of passable, uh, like I said, the once in a uh, once a year, hey, Impact's good uh, talk happened with Slammiversary. Um, starts off with a banger. Uh, the Rascals taking on uh, the returning Murder City Machine Guns. Sorry, I just read something that was like, "How come? How come New Japan dorks always call the company Nuge?" <laughs> and it's Nuge. Wow, I want to meet whoever calls them Nuge so I could that's, flip that's their head like off. All, the, all like the. Like the teenagers that play NHL hockey on Xbox, I call it Chell. I'm going to punch those guys in the mouth. Why would you call it that? Is it a Chris hey, Chelios you reference? You, you want to go play some Chell? Sorry. Right. Let me hold slam a here. <laughs> no, let's go God. back. Like, Chell? I don't. I, 
yeah, in NHL? theory, it would say it would it would be pronounced Hill. <laughs> if you want to be like linguistically correct and sounds like, Hill, my not guess is because they got NHL, NHL. No, I, I get that, but that's just stupidity. It's it's kind of like they probably like SoundCloud like, rappers. Yeah, it's a lot like when you talk to Sinister the Gift on Hip Hop Mondays. The hell about, is that? Uh, that makes no sense. What you just said is Sinister McGriff. No, no, no. Remember, remember Sinister the Gift. No. On on Soda Sound Radio with a guy from Soda Chicago. Sound. Oh, and I made that call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy was. Yeah, trash. it was like his yeah. dad. <laughs> What? The guy who says shell? No. Sinister the gift dad called it and you were like, what are you going to Chicago? Oh. <laughs> That's how I feel about Chell. Oh my god. <laughs> you gotta like Suwama slap him for them, whoever says that. I'll put the two thumbs up too before I lay about it. He's like, oh what? shit. Why is Matt Doomba driving a 1950s car down Lake Street? Does he still play for the Wild? Yeah, Matt Doomba. Uh, he did like a big speech yesterday too at the before the Blackhawks uh, Oilers game. Was it cool? Yeah, it was. It was actually pretty good. He basically was like, "Y'all can suck my ass," type thing. <laughs> Against who? The NHL? No, no, for uh, they're they're. Their, uh, unity. So uh, he wants people justice. for unity to suck his ass. <laughs> no, he like basically tells people that, that don't like uh, social that that don't like racial injustice to suck my ass, and we're gonna come together and we're better than you. He like everyone's like, yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> like, he can tight. say that because he's rich, but for the real world, that's not how it works. So that's just stupidity. I mean, he he didn't really say it like that. It was much better oh, than what okay. I said. I was just like paraphrasing, like, "Yeah, y'all can kick rocks." And Gary Bettman's trying to be way tighter than the the dip shit from the baseball. So he's like, "Y'all do whatever you need to. Let's go." I'm like, "You get him, Bettman." That, so that he guy, went the uh, Adam Silver route, which kudos to Adam Silver. Yes, yes, Bettman. Uh, they they it was it was actually really cool. They they completely circled. They were around the circle, and uh, Darnell Nurse. On the Oilers was on one side of Dumba. Darnell Nurse is Donovan McNabb's nephew. Oh, okay. And on the other side was Malcolm Subban, obviously PK mm-hmm. Subban's younger brother, goalie on the Blackhawks. Yep. And then Dumba knelt for the anthem, and then um, Subban and Darnell Nurse each put a hand on his shoulder, and they did the anthem. And then it was, it was it was a really good speech. Like you could tell Dumba was like a little bit nervous when he was in there, but it was it was cool, man. It was it was good. They. Uh, he had a, it was for the the hockey diversity. I can't remember what the A stands for. Association, I think it might have been. But it was it was good. It was they did a really good job. And then uh, you know what sucks is Bubba Wallace and NASCAR needs that type of support. Where the five NHL players of color, I mean, at least they got each other's back. <laughs> he had he had that was pretty cool though. When all the when all the uh, the racers walked with them, they all walked the cars up. Yeah, yeah. Pretty good. It's, it was definitely not expected in NASCAR, too, so kudos to those guys. I true, guess Jimmy Johnson. And, and shout out to NASCAR for, like, all being awesome. 
Why is that yeah. on here? That's weird. Uh, no, for being, you know, progressive more than, like, any of the other leagues back in, like, yeah. May. It, you know, that's one of those things where maybe it's one of those kudos where it's like, oh, maybe maybe it's just perception isn't reality with that, you know? So good good for them. Good for them. Just well, say it. No. We're in an episode of Twilight Zone. Come on. <laughs> well, I don't know. It, you got Peter. What's the guy's name? Rob Manfred? Is that the president of baseball? Yes. Yeah. He suspending a player for eight games, which is the equivalent to 22 games. Mm-hmm. And then the other guy doesn't get anything. Oh, are you okay. talking your dude from the Dodgers? Yeah, look, I'm going to paraphrase this in a two-minute rant because I, I got to just get this out since this came up. Joe Go Kelly ahead. said, the ball got away from me. He goes, if I'm going to bean somebody, I'm not going to throw a breaking ball at them. It's a fastball. Take it for mm-hmm. what it's worth. You know, he's always been a radisher on the strike zone his entire career on every team he's played on. But I understand you don't, you know, the ball went behind Bregman's head. I understand. Give him a game suspension to let people know we can't throw it at their heads. That's fine. He throws a slider that almost hits uh, bitch-ass Carlos Correa, which you're not going to throw a slider at somebody for trying to hit him. But I digress. Yeah. You know, obviously he's definitely trying to hit him. Then he strikes him out. And he walks off the mound smiling, to which the catcher, uh, Brantley, says, get your effing ass back on that mound. And he mm-hmm. starts laughing at them. And then Correa makes a comment, and then he does that tongue thing that's now on T-shirts, which was hilarious. And then he says, <laughs> nice swing, bitch. To which now, now Correa and, and Kelly are going to fight. And now the benches clear out. And Dave Roberts, the Dodgers manager, runs Thank in the middle Thank you for 2016. Hey, hell yeah. Run, runs in the middle, and Dave Roberts says, listen, we cannot do this. There's a pandemic. We are going to look awful on TV. Stay apart. Do not fight. Neither of you guys. Mm-hmm. Get away. They go back. Dusty Baker now breaks the one rule they said where umpires are not allowed to fight with um, – or coaches are not yeah. allowed to fight with umpires. And he's practically headbutting the umpire, yelling at him about this. Mm-hmm. Dave Roberts gets suspended for one game, and Joe Kelly gets suspended for eight. And nothing happens to Correa Brantley, and Dusty Baker gets a small fine. So you have now protected the team that cheated. Yep. Even worse. Who Manfred really kind of skirted the issue when all of it came to light officially uh, oh. right before the season started. Is oh. he on their payroll? <laughs> and and this is after he said we you know we we believe in po- baseball players policing it themselves. Okay, well they did what <laughs> baseball players do, and and he even said he didn't even need to do it. If he was going to do it, he would have hit the guy for real. Mm-hmm. And then he gets suspended. The manager who breaks it up to try to keep the sanctity of baseball not looking like a bunch of brawling dudes fighting during a pandemic, he gets suspended, and the mm-hmm. guy almost the other guy almost headbutts the umpire gets a fine, and the guy who's yelling at him from the mound because it takes two to fight, one guy's just not going to go fight the other guy, he he doesn't get anything done to him. <laughs> get some. Uh. Bud Selig is smiling somewhere. Yeah, he's going, you thought I was shit. <laughs> Look at this guy. <laughs> you thought my collusion was bad. Yeesh. I don't know if this is the exact 43-second clip, but if it is, just just from my mind of everything that's going on here, I'm gonna, I want to hit this, and if it's not, I'm going to immediately stop it. But this is just adding to our rant that we both agreed was going to happen. Let me just play this. <laughs> <laughs> 
exactly what he here, said. Here is what Jim Crane said exactly to your point. You know, our opinion is, um, you know, that this didn't impact the game. Um, we had a good team. Um, we won the World Series, and we'll leave it at that. And then the reporter right after that said, did you just say it didn't impact the game? He goes, no, I didn't say that. And he th- here, here is, here's that. Jim, when talking about the Yankees there, did you say you feel like this didn't impact the game? And what do you mean by that? I, I didn't say it didn't impact the game. Yes, Basically, you did. You know, as the commissioner said in his report, he's not going to go backwards. Wow. Um, it's hard to, to determine how it impacted the game, if it impacted the game, and that's where we're going to leave it. Uh, he's out of his mind, first of all. <laughs> <laughs> God, I hate the Astros so much. That's why they got swept. That's why the Dodgers beat their ass. Get the hell off the field. Bunch of bums. The Yankees of uh, of 2020. That's for sure. What? You guys are all nuts. No, meaning villain wise. Oh, okay. I I just got into an argument with my buddy Doof. He's like, Haha, you guys just paid Mookie Betts. Were you the LA Yankees? I said. 15 of our 25 guys came out of the draft and aren't even making a million dollars. How are the Yankees, you dipshit? I was like, you're just mad because you're a Nationals fan and Harper left you. And then he's like, well, we, we did win a title. And I was like, yeah, you did. Yeah. So. But still, don't throw that on me here. This is... <laughs> like, don't come with the Yankees. They, they traded for a guy inside of it. That's smart. Mm-hmm. God, but that oh. payroll is going to be insane in like three years. Like you can't yeah, keep oh like they have half to, that team. When they have to pay Muncie, Bellinger, Will Smith, Dustin May, Walker Bueller, Cody Bellinger, <laughs> they're going to have to pay Keith Gang. They're going to have to pay Chris Taylor. They're going to have to pay Kiebert Ruiz to keep him going. I mean, like it goes on and on. Like I mean, that it, you know what it reminds me of, and this is going to this is going to hit to something that we got to embrace in you know, nine years ago, but it reminds me of the Blackhawks. Ooh. Okay. You, you, you built, uh, you, you had a team that wasn't winning and you built it with great, you know, Scotty Bowman type leadership mm-hmm. and you build this amazing team and then there's just no money to keep everybody. <laughs> and it's just like, well, we got a few titles at least, but we just physically can't. Like, unless you guys want to pay play for a lot less than you can make it. Like, Artem Panarin, like, our Panarin, like, you know, God bless Oh, the like, everyone just made Mad Bank. Yeah. <laughs> the second Stanley Cup. Everyone's like, oh, okay, I'm going to go. Yeah. And, like, I don't, I don't blame Panarin. Shout out like, to my doppelganger, Dustin Bufflin. <laughs> from uh, from Ro- uh, Roseau, or Warren, Minnesota. Uh, Bufflin is. But. Oh, nice. Yeah, I mean, it's like, you know, Panarin finished third in scoring by Drysdale and McDavid. Got paid by New York. You know, kudos, big man. You deserve it. But, you know, that's just what it reminds me of. You bring up the money, and I'm just like, God, I don't want to think about when they got to try to pay all these guys. And now baseball finally has a luxury tax because they're the only start, sport that wonders why it doesn't work right when you don't have a salary cap. You're a bunch of idiots. Yeah, <laughs> these but... other sports have a salary cap, and they're all running just fine. And then baseball is going to have a strike every other year. Now, I heard, is there going to be a World Series? There's a World Series champion this year, right? Because I thought I heard yeah. on some radio, talking radio head show, they're like, oh, well, they're not even going to be World Series champs. And I was like, wait, what? what's the point of the small season then? So, I mean, say the Dodgers do win, and it's their only World Series in the next, within the next 10 years, do you guys hold that triumphantly? Or is it just like, I think eh. so. 
I, I think any team that wins a title right now in this 2020 yeah. deserves as much credit as it is because your season stopped, started, stopped, and had to restart, and you're playing mm-hmm. in a pandemic where you're getting tested every day for a disease or for a virus, and you're, you're isolated from your families. And, and like, I think, I think if anything, like, especially for hockey and basketball, kudos to whoever wins these things mm-hmm. because that's, you guys went through a lot to get there. You know, and, and that's what, you know, kudos to the, to the Blackhawks. They, they were the last team out of the 24 to make it into this bubble. And they took that opportunity. And Jonathan Taves played like it was, it was you know, 10 years ago. You know, two yeah. goals, three assists in that game, four-goal first period. Mind you, Edmonton did not play real hockey until three minutes left, and they sure came back and almost, almost tied it up. But in a best-of-five, man, all you needed is one, and you got it. <laughs> you know, now you only got to win two. They got to win three. So, you know, obviously that McDavid drives eight firepower when you have the top two scorers in the league is going to do something. But, you know, it, it, Duncan Keith looked like Duncan Keith again. You know, mm-hmm. Brandon Sod looked like Sod. Kane and Taves looked like Kane and Taves. Like, they looked like they were – and they were refreshed. And some of these teams I don't think came back prepared as well. And Chicago knows how to play in the playoffs. And, and especially when the units been together, torn apart, together back again, you know, within the last couple of seasons, bringing some, some of the, you know, key pieces, you know, that, you know, the organization got rid of, you know, especially after that third cup. Um, So it's all like, you know, you you get that chemistry back. You got to stab me in the side. (laughs) No, that's for Callie. She's making me uh, DVR this wild game, whatever rubbish. Um, But anywho, so, yeah, I mean, it, it's nice when you got to, uh, you know, you build that chemistry back. And, and also, you know, with that with the shortened schedule, with this playoffs here, yeah, I mean, it could be something where, what, what do they say, regular season means nothing. You know, when, when you're in this in, instance, you know, uh, it's a totally different uh, ball game. So, I mean, it, it's going to be interesting. So, I mean, I'm not going to go woohoo just yet, but, uh, yeah, it was definitely nice to see that score. You know, Kirby Doc, 19 years old, came in, got a point. I mean, it's good to see that. There's there's their future center that they got, and he already showed up. Dylan mm-hmm. Strome had a goal. And if you get rid of uh, – Kubalik had two and three. Uh, you know, you look at the next four scores, Taves, Keith, Sod, and Kane. Like, they showed up. Uh, yeah. Oh, my you know, gosh. Kudos. You definitely get kudos. And, and playing a team like Edmonton, like, they're – like that's – you have a mistake, they're going to put in five goals on you. And they didn't want to make mm-hmm. mistakes. You know, it was good. And this hockey has been, every game I watched was fun. All of those games were good. And basketball's had great presentations. Like, yes. I don't, I don't hate this, this, this era right now without the fans. Like, I think it's, I think it's playing great. We just need people to not be dumb. Like, don't be the Florida Marlins. <laughs> Don't go to Magic City. My question to you is, is the next season of basketball going to be a short one as well? Supposedly, they want to start on Christmas. So they get what, a month and a half off and then just straight into it, and then they're just going to go to the regular June ending? Yeah, I think, it, I think it's something like April or October 14th would be game seven of the finals. October 16th is the draft, and then October 19th is the start of free agency. Oh my gosh. 
Do you think but they should have just it, waited and started it with the regular, you know, dates in October, but maybe started earlier in, you know, the beginning of October instead of the end? I think because you were already like 65 games in, you got to finish the season out. And all the players wanted to, too. Like they all said, yeah. we, we need a, we need a crown of champions. And plus I think I'm sure the, the time off too helped a lot of people heal, which oh, you know, yeah. LeBron works out perfect for him. Well, that's, that's why they were saying like, like everyone was fine starting the season back in December after getting like, taking like a two month off is, you know, this was the longest layoff any of these guys have ever had. Mm-hmm. So they're ready to just get back in there. And, and you could tell too, like these guys are working. Like these have been some fun games, man. I've really enjoyed it. Man, I can't wait to watch it. Yeah. Watchy, watchy. Yeah. I got to turn that wild game on. Now that you mentioned it. What, to watch them lose? I hope. What? So, like, okay. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not trying to. <laughs> I'm not trying to be that guy. But did you did you see the NHL? Um, uh, the NHL. Draft lottery? No, no, I didn't. Um, the the team who gets the number one pick is is going to be one of the eight teams that lose in the in the play in round. Really? Um, the Detroit the Detroit Red Wings had the most dog shit season I've ever seen an NHL team have, and they ended up with fourth. It, it's fantastic. And so my my thing is, the guy who's going to be the number one pick. So is that's an incentive. For, I mean. Oh, to to not win? Well, they 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 were tanking and they do a lottery now. Yeah, so wow. I mean, I think they're just a bad team. But Alexi Lafreniere, the guy who's coming out this year, he's going to. I think he's going to be the most sure thing since like Crosby and McDavid. I think mm-hmm. he's going to be a star, like a Jesus. superstar. And if the Wild lose, they got a one in eight shot of getting the number one pick. So I'm like, screw it. We ain't going to win a cup. Let's let's try to get him. Kirill Kaprasov's finally coming over from Russia. We have Kaprasov and Lafreniere for the next 10 years. Let's go, baby. <laughs> <laughs> we finally aren't the only team in the Central Division without a star. Really? Well, that's why I'm like, give me, give me Lafreniere. Give, give me what I want. Who's your coach now? Like, I have no idea about the Wilds at all. Well, what, it seems like who? forever. Parisi's still playing? Parisi's still playing. Um, You had a dude from the Blues, and you got rid of him. Well, we have – his name is Dean uh, Everson. Everson. Okay. Um, He he was a former player, but he got promoted to the uh, full-time head coach after they fired Bruce Boudreaux. Uh, Bill Guerin, former hockey player. Uh, It's a GM. Boudreaux. Gave him that. What, the, uh, what's the deal with the wild and coaches and like, is it the division? Is it like, cause on paper, like when we used to do sports cast, like regularly, like five years ago, like they were always into hunt, but it was just, uh, mm-hmm. I forget the coach's name. He just couldn't get them over that hump. You have someone like Boudreaux that's had success with the capitals, you know, so many different teams that he's coached probably what five or six. And and we knew the ceiling, you know, he had a cap. You know, he just was also that coach where it's just like maybe if he had that team, he can finally get over that hump. And the Wild, you know, of course, your, your Parisis and uh, your other guy and the other guy, um, Suter, 
I want to say. No, that's wrong. Uh, <laughs> you know, they're they're getting older, but mm-hmm. and and you have your goalie situation. But like, I don't know. What, what I'm getting to is is what do the Wild need? Is this number one pick really going to be the turnaround that this organization and the hockey town needs? Here, here's the way I look at it: is if you look at that division, St. Louis has Tarasenko, Chicago has Keenan Taves, Colorado has Rantanen and uh, McKinnon. You look at Winnipeg, they have Patrick Laine. You look at Dallas, they have Ben and Sagan. You know, Nashville um, has Ryan Johansson. Uh, you know, it, we don't have a star. We don't. We're the only team without like a glorified scoring star. And I think he could, I mean, and, and you look at this, like, aside from Gabbert, we've never really had one. Like, people don't realize that Parisi was, isn't like a, like a knockdown no, drag on score. Correct, yeah. You know, he's the guy who's going to win you the game because of how well he plays. Mm-hmm. You know? And, he's more of the leadership, your captain. Yeah. You know, same with Miko Koivu, you know? Jack yeah. Lemaire, Todd Richards, Mike Yo, John Torchetti, and Bruce Boudreaux were the five coaches. Every single coach had an over 500% win percentage of, with the Wild. But when it came to the playoffs, we're combined 20, 26 and 47 in the playoffs. Wow. Boudreaux went 2 and 8, Torchetti 2 and 4, Yo went 11 and 17, and Lemaire went 11 and 18. <laughs> but every Jeez. coach in the regular season was over five twenty nine for, for Lemaire, 518 for Richards, 559 for Yo. 574 for Torchetti and a 579 win percentage for Boudreaux. Hmm. That's the problem is we just never had anyone that could get us over that hump. Oh yeah, Rand Suter is still playing. Holy shnikes. Shout out to Boudreaux who leaves the Ra- the Capitals and they win the title. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, regular Harper. Um, speaking <laughs> of that, uh, impact. Let's let's go. I mean, some really good matches. Rascals, uh, murder, uh, murder city machine guns. Rascals make it look so flawless. Uh, I mean, they're sort of like the generation me to the Music City Machine Guns back in TNA circa 20, ten years ago. Um, I like the the heelish tactics of the machine gun. This was just a fantastic way to not only open a match but the show tag team wrestling. What did you uh, think of? Uh, Murder City ring again. I, um, I, I liked it. I, I think I was a little more on the lower end than other okay. people, but I, I went two and three quarters on it, but I thought it's because I thought the beginning of it started really slow, but then I thought they really turned it up at the end. Yeah. Um, I just, I was like, man, it just, there's a little bit, there's some kinks in this. They can't, oh, it's bullshit. It's blacked out if I try to watch it on my computer. Garbage. The Rascals, oh. I mean, to be fair, I mean, they they were they definitely were doing a lot of the load in the beginning just until, they, you know, yeah. uh, Shelly and, and Saban could finally get, you know, not their chemistry, but just the, the chemistry of the two teams. Because, I mean, it's not 10 years ago. You know, these guys have had major surgeries, have had, you know, different, uh, you know, crossroads in the wrestling industry, you know, since, you know, we watched them. Ten eight years ago together, so I mean it's it, it was definitely different, but yeah, I agree. The final six minutes where you're just like, oh my gosh, this is what we you know what we needed tag wrestling, and and again just seeing that veteranship, uh, you know, kind of them 
going at no cost. We're not going to let these young punks upstage us. Yeah. Yeah. And they were going, man. Once, once that got going, I said, okay, here we go. Here we go. And, and I thought if, if this would have been that way the whole time, I would have just, I would have gave it a much different rating. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And like I said, I might have been a little bit hard on it because of that, but it was good. I mean, I thought it was, I thought it was good. <laughs> uh, speaking of, uh, wasn't bad and, and thought it was good. Uh, Tommy Dreamer ticket on Moose for the GNA championship. I love the uh, little uh, kind of uh, wink, wink, making fun of the eye for an eye as Moose is trying to push Tommy Dreamer's face, uh, which <laughs> excellent camera uh, camera ah! angle, by the way, into a, uh, a thing of nails. So that was uh, our thumbtacks, I should say. So on the mat. So I thought that was, that was pretty cool, but yeah, I mean, it was longer than it should have been, but Hey, shout out to Tommy Dreamer for uh, still selling that that everyday man. Yeah, I mean they were. I went two and a half on it. <laughs> they were. I, I I always think, uh, you know, kind of kind of like Bobby Lashley in a way. I always think Moose at least tries. Like I always feel like he works hard, and that's that's a that's a a, a trait that that I wish I could say about more people, and I really can't say it about a lot of guys, but. You know, mm-hmm. he's a, he's a guy where it might not be the cleanest, but but he tried. Like, remember that Moose Austin Aries match from a couple of years ago? How great that was! Yeah, like that Moose was that once a year. If he's in there with the right guy who can go, and you know, look, Dreamers, Tommy Dreamer, he's he's never been the greatest wrestler, and you know, now he's probably fifty years older. I wonder how old he is. Let me check actually. To, to back up before I start. <laughs> Tommy Dreamer turned 49 in February. So, yeah, I'm not too far off. Um, you know, he just, he's not what he used to be either, but they had a nice, simple, basic plunder match. Moose threw a really yeah. nice drop kick at Dreamer when he came off the top. Oh, that was, that awesome. was beautiful. That was beautiful. Um, he, that bootleg rock that. bottom on the chairs into the moonsaults. Mm-hmm. Great. Uh, but yeah, that drop kick, my God, that was yeah. There was some, there was some pretty good spots on here. Uh, but especially when uh, Moose yells, "Go to hell, Dreamer!" Uh, they, I say, they used the empty arena really well. The acoustics there with the different sound effects, with the weapons, the spots, and the "Go to hell, Dreamer" at the end. And then yeah, you're pushing a man's face into a ring of attacks. The uh, the, uh, the entrance and like the lighting looks really good for impact. They do, they make a really yeah. good, like, like, uh, the presentation. <laughs> Speaking of presentation, uh, Johnny, Br- no, uh, the women's gauntlet, which oh, will oh. Uh, possibly be on Ryan's best <laughs> You're gonna of hear the year on Tuesday. On Tuesday. <laughs> um, so we'll I skip swear. that. We're going to go, we're, we're, we'll save that for Tuesday. Cause that, that'll be God. another 40 minutes. This um, match was horse. I'm going to just read you. Oh, the Wilds just hey, scored three seconds into the power play. Or shit, you're taping it. Don't listen to me. I I'm not watching it right now. It's on my TV. Oh, okay. Kevin Fiala. Let's go. Um, whoop. Right through. This is wow, how that's beautiful. My, inter- my, uh, my uh, what am I trying to say? My eliminations. So, usually, you know, I always write down what happens so I can have everything with it. I yep. have steals over the top by Ray Superkick. Katie Forbes by someone. Rosemary tosses. Uh, Rosemary 2 tosses Havoc. Rain by Ray. Edwards by someone. N- Nevaeh by, also by someone. Hogan by Rosemary. 
Kimberly by Ray, Rosemary by Taya one, Taya two wasn't there, yep. and Ray by Super Kick on Taya. That was my review of the match. <laughs> and Alicia Edwards is one of the worst wrestlers I've ever seen in my life. She looks like a kid playing wrestling, like with her older brother in the bedroom. Oh like, no! To not get yelled at by mom and dad when they're sleeping, but they like wrestling. <laughs> Like she I didn't even she know was she was in this. Bouncing and playing around. She threw like that double drop kick and was like, ah! And I was like, get out of the ring. Like, could somebody shit can her and just get her out of here? So, was Rosemary supposed to be a swamp monster? Like, was this a uh, little wink wink at, at the Bray Wyatt gimmick? <laughs> what was up with the green streamer look? That was, that was I, crazy. I, I, I mean, speaking I of a wrestler. The, the swamp, the extreme rules was the next night, so. I'll give, I guess I'll give her the benefit of the doubt. Oh, we all know that was taped and that was, you know, traded everywhere. Oh. Another Oh, almost another one. Um, <laughs> speaking of uh, better ring gear, uh, definitely Willie Mack, the X Division champion, would take it on Chris Bay, who would take Willie Mack's X Division championship. A hey. uh, little more Willie uh, Mack exposure for me is always a good thing, especially his homage to the bad guy, Razor Ramon. Uh, especially with the uh, the chocolate bar half beaten, a la the razors on his gimmicks. Uh, but Chris yeah. Bay looked uh, looked really really good. Uh, definitely a face I will keep uh, keep an eye on if I ever get Pop TV or Access, whatever the hell they're on. Um, maybe Twitch, I don't know. But uh, I thought this was a pretty good match. Um, minor thing here and there. Willie Matt looked great, but Bay definitely can uh, progress into something good. So I can't wait to see his future. Yeah, I, there's a there's a video online I saw where a like God twelve year old Chris Bay is opening the TNA uh, replica title he bought on YouTube. Oh, for, that's like, cool! It's so funny. He's like, I don't really know a lot about Impact, but <laughs> he's opening this title like, holy shit, that's Chris Bay at like twelve years old. <laughs> hey, don't worry, not a lot of people do Chris Bay, uh, but a lot of people Great do basketball. and sh- and should know With the three and a half on it. Oh, oh, nice, Lord, man. They're fantastic. They are fantastic. Ken Shamrock, though, thank God he did a dive again. Uh, wasn't <laughs> as elegant as his dolphin dive no-handed over the top at Moose last time. But uh, I have – so I have uh, the North versus Callahan and Shamrock. 2.25 stars. Winners, North pin Shamrock, parentheses, ha-ha, dive. <laughs> and shout out to Ken Shamrock, who forgot where he was on a hot tag and just stood there. Josh Alexander ran into him and was like, uh, hit me. <laughs> then he hits him. Like, oh, my God, Shamrock's having dementia right here. Like, you know what's going on. Well, he did dive into nothing. Uh, my thing was good match, <laughs> minus uh, <laughs> minus talking – Selling air kicks in old man dive, but North are good and Shamrock looked good uh, throughout. A crazy spike pile driver by Callahan, um, but yeah, I mean he was definitely concussed. He was definitely not. He had no idea where the hell he was at there. But um, uh, the North, they are so damn good. Uh, I I want to watch more. I've seen you know clips here and there over the last couple of years. Ethan Page is a star. Alexander yeah. is a wrestler. Uh, they, they definitely, you know, like I told you, they remind me a lot of the Grizzled Young Vets. I mean, a lot of the same DNA of both teams are there where you have your talker and then you have your wrestler. 
So, I mm-hmm. mean, it, it works perfectly. You could even do a, a Tully and an Arn comparison in a way as well. So, love, love, and obviously FTR. Um, but, uh, no, I definitely really, really enjoyed the match. I, I think I liked it more than you. I, I don't do star ratings, but I, I, I would give it a three. I'd watch it again. Shamrock wasn't as bad as how you made it out, in my opinion. Um, next uh, could be on a match on both our uh, top of the year, if not Will these uh, or both of these women be on our top women's wrestlers so far in 2020 on Tuesday? Deanna Peraza challenging Jordan Grace. Um, Sorry, that wild goal just got me all knocked out. Uh, Challenging Jordan Grace for the Impact Women's Championship. Um, Peraza, I I think, doing her best evil skirt look. Um, Take that awesome Kong. I'm going to let you take the floor on this. Uh, you you thoroughly enjoyed this match. I did as well. Uh, yeah. Take it away. I went, I, went the, I went four stars on this. This was probably the best match of the, of the, the weekend for, for the wrestling. What was so good to me about this Jordan Grace, Deanna Perrazzo match was it just felt like what I want in a wrestling match. Deanna mm-hmm. Perrazzo shows up in, in Impact. She says, look, I'm beating everybody and I want the title. And her and Grace literally are like, all right, let's fight. And it's two people that are just going to fight to prove who's better. No shenanigans, no honky-dory, goofy-ass storyline behind it. It's just, I want your title. Okay, come get Mm -hmm. it from me. And they literally, I mean, this was stiff. They were putting a beating on each other. And it was so good. Just the fact and. And it, and it wasn't even the whole where, oh, she put her in the submission and she just gave up. Like, she put her in her arm bar uh, and, and she wouldn't arm so bar. she got both of them. And she, she like, Fujiwara, yeah, both nice. of them. And, and instead of delaying it for 10 minutes and finally she passes out or random things like that, Jordan Grace knew there was no right end away. of the game and just said, fine, I, I give up. I can't get out of this. And she won. It was, it was simple effective it's what i want to see in wrestling yeah there you go like it was and but they were laying that shit in there man like oh, they were going yeah. hard to go back with that too i mean the pace that was dictated by Parazzo, uh i mean just again her working the arm and then grace selling the arm throughout the match her could her not doing all of her power moves that she's you know custom of doing um but she would, could still show it but again the art of selling. I, I thought Jordan Grace did it fantastically. Superb story. Man, they, they definitely made Parazzo, uh a virtuosa um, in that debut. And it's just showing, hey, guys, we can make stars even if you can't. That's how you do it. And and I think they did it effectively. Yeah, like how did how did WWE have her and just like let it let her walk right away so, so easy? But they even brought her to the main roster they bring her the raw and she just jobs out. Yeah. What are you doing? Man. Ah, yeah, I liked it. That's man. what I, I said about the next match. <laughs> Ace Austin, Trey Miguel, Eddie Edwards, Rich Swan, and Eric Young. I went three and a half. What'd you think, Alex? I did not mind it. Uh, five uh, can be a little too much. I liked EY's promo kind of beforehand. I was kind of bummed that, uh, that Trey got eliminated first there. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I liked it. I, I am a big fan 
of of uh, Ace Austin. That is for sure. His jerseyness, I realize, can get a little annoying without a crowd. But uh, hey, when, when you're you know as as heel and young and a bro as he is, uh, you you could definitely get away with it. So uh, like the character, love the wrestling. Um, hey, a company man that's been hit in the face with a bat and still stay with that company um, just shows, you know, hey, he's, he's the guy that deserves the championship. I'm, I'm happy for Eddie Edwards and uh, see what, what impact will do. But I'm pretty sure the last time we marked out over a TNA or uh, sorry, an impact pay-per-view, uh, I think he might have won a title as well. But <laughs> I could be wrong. That yeah, might have been 2014. It was, it was but a good, good show. It was a, it was a, a Nice, nicely paced watch show uh, with really good matches. And yeah, I, I, I would definitely highly, not highly, but I would recommend watching this over Extreme Rules. Uh, if you had to do a July North American pay-per-view, but then I would say maybe watch Game Changer Wrestling Homecoming Nights 1 and 2 uh, before then. Did you, did you see the, the big hubbub on, on social media? However, was like, Oh, EC3 debuted. We thought it was Kurgan. <laughs> no, but he does kind of look like Kurgan with that mustache and hair. Wow. I was like, oh, dang, Kurgan's an impact. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, damn, man, Kurgan? All on Kurgan? You know, it, the, the only thing that got me on that five-way was there was a point in the match where, like, I thought Ace Austin got eliminated and I just missed it. Like he was just suddenly gone. I'm like, what happened to Ace? Oh, he got eliminated. And then he just showed up he and then he eliminates. Uh, he eliminates um, uh, Rich Swan, and I'm just like, oh, never mind. He's still here. He's <laughs> <laughs> still in the match. But it was good. It was, mm. it was, it was fun. It was fun. Um, I think. It, do you think you'll probably watch night two of GCW Game Changer Wrestling? Yeah, Tuesday? I want to. I want to get night two done, and I want to. Um, I still need to check out summer vacation. Oh yeah! So we'll be back with possibly two more shows before Ryan. And you goes need to, to watch Vegas. Memorial Gate. You need to watch Memorial Gate. All of it, or just the final two? Um. Well, I would say at least the final three. But Ooh. I thought down the bottom it was a good show. Like I, th- I thought Dragon Gate came really uh, hard. And I, and I haven't watched Dragon Gate in a while, so I think you're right. I, I think I might uh, get away from watching this wild game and uh, might pop in some Dragon Gate. So oh, we'll be back on watch- uh, hopefully in a few days. Yes? Tuesday. Yeah, we come back Tuesday. You watch Dragon Gate, and I'll watch. I'll get DDT and Homecoming Night 2 done. We'll come back Tuesday with both nights of Homecoming, DDT, Dragon Gate, and then we'll give our mid-season mid-year plus one month award perfect and we'll have that rapper's dad call in yeah send us to the gift if you're listening <laughs> send us to the how do you remember like the gift like gif like all the internet stuff no, like sir lariato wouldn't that be citizen the gif the gif no it's gif you don't pronounce it gif it's not peanut butter i know the, the guy who invented him said it's pronounced gif Oh, boo. Yeah, I like it. Was it Isaiah? Probably he's a little dickhead anyway. Whoa! That would be sharing a room with him in a week or half a week. (laughs) Are you running your sleep machine? I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to remember it. (laughs) Yeah, I don't want to punish these people for five days. Oh, man. 
I remember oh. we witnessed you die on that bed. <laughs> like Jordan and I were like, I I think he's dead. Yeah, nope. He he's not breathing. <laughs> then I'd snap out of it. Oh, <laughs> it's violent, man. We will uh, don't forget Tuesday, Tuesday August fourth, uh, prowrestlingtees.com forward slash wrestlecast as uh 20% off all orders. Go get our shirts. And we might have a surprise. So check out Facebook at WrestleCast Radio. Also, uh, don't forget uh, Twitter at WrestleCast underscore SSM. Uh, Friday nights at 10 p.m. Central Standard Time. Probably on a hiatus this week, but I'm sure he's got a clip show. Uh, Twitch.tv forward slash WrestleCast Radio. Yeah. This Wednesday night, 10 p.m., our special big. It's oh, you're doing a window. Yeah, because Friday I'll be gone, so I can't do a Friday. Why don't, um, why don't you do a clip show or a best of? Because it's Shuji Shikawa defending the title in his first defense against Walter in his rematch from Summer Games. So we know Walter wins. Maybe. I don't know, he got his first loss July 3rd at Summer Games. See if he can uh, come back and get that victory. <laughs> Find out about on Wednesday. Wednesday, bitch. 10 p.m. Well, <laughs> I don't know why I got all, I got all aggressive. Oh, man. It's because the Blackhawks are better. Oh. Good night, folks. This is the smell of a warm three-day-old egg salad sandwich in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! Blech! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag with new Fabuloso lemon scent. Hefty, hefty, hefty! <sighs> Smell the difference? When life gives you stinky, get Hefty Ultra Strong with new Fabuloso Lemon Scent. It smells like clean, freshly picked lemons. So no matter what's inside your trash, you can stop the stink and smell the lemon. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.